and welcome to another episode of Fallacy Football, the football podcast that's more fantasy than football. In the studio tonight, we have our very own Prince of Poetry, Connor Ray. Hello. The nostalgic narrator that is Ross Legg. Hello. The Supreme Leader, Jack Hope. Good evening. And making his season debut, the barely audible Robin Hughes. Hello. <laughs> welcome. Our fifth member of the podcast for the first time this season. Yep, the fifth column. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going sober for October for no charity benefit. Why so are you banging on about it again? We've, we've drafted in some help because we, I'm not going to be funny. We got, what, 30 seconds in before you mentioned that? <laughs> <laughs> You're like a vegan. Oh, that's harsh. To vegans. Right. So I don't see why you needed to mention that it's not a charity thing. Because he hates charities. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a campaign against me as a charity worker. Uh, he does everything just... Piss on my chips, basically. Uh, don't <laughs> I think that's a very worthwhile cause, personally. Max, what's on the show? Coming up, we've got another match of the yesterday. We'll be covering Jose and Paul's stormy relationship, and we're going political with our fancy fix, along with some haikus. So we'll start with match of the yesterday, where we have a description of some famous football commentary, and all you have to do is guess what's being described. This week, Ross has done it again. And before every show, we'll post these on Twitter, at Fallacy Football. So if you get these right, you get a shout out on the show. Best prize you could possibly win, I'm sure. So let's go. We're into the final minutes of an absolute balmy affair. And the white and blues can see a needless corner. I shit you not, the oppo has four strikers on the pitch. Four! This manager curbs another team's enthusiasm by living and dying by his attacking sword. In comes the corner, seven clarets to aim at. None found, and it's bundled away, but only as far as the most noble of footballers. He takes it down and shifts it into the feet of a Z-list journeyman striker, whose touch is as heavy as ever. He loses it, and the counter is on. It's five on one. There's options either side of him, but he threads it into the stride of a supreme England forward, who doesn't need any assistance to bamboozle the defender and get his shot away. Oh, but it's taming along the floor. The keeper wouldn't have any... Oh, he spilled it right into the path of the most marauding fullback run I've ever seen. Bosh, back off the net. Into the crowd he goes. They've won it. They have won it to the death. Right, so thank you, Ross. Another thrilling piece of commentary there. Uh, who thinks I've got it? Max. No, I can I can tell you one of the teams involved, but I'd imagine most people can do that much. Yeah, Connor, do you know what's going on? I got one of the players. Very good, uh, Rob. Have you worked it out yet? No, I have worked it out, Ross. I, I did enjoy it. Um, I've confirmed it with you that I am correct. <laughs> we'll reveal the answer <laughs> at the end of the show. Um, and like we say, please play along slightly in advance by following us at Fallacy Football on Twitter. Um, for a sneak preview every week. Indeed. Should we go on with news? Yep, fancy football news. Who would like to begin? I'll kick off. <laughs> 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 um, I actually watched some football at the weekend. Uh, what, I watched what game? Liverpool, Man City. Cracker. It was fucking dire. <laughs> that was awful. That, what a waste of my time. I actually spent time... Watching that shit. Like, that's what happens when you watch football. You spend. Do you not think it was a bit of a tactical masterclass from Pep to nullify the Klopp Reds? I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> Red and blues, keep them all around. I was just there. I think what Colin's saying is a football neutral, and by that 
it means like neutral opinion one way or the other of football it was quite boring <laughs> like um, yeah that's fair enough yeah that's fair enough um, what, what I was most annoyed about it is that Ottomendi was dropped so that means in the fact the I dropped John Stones thinking he wasn't going to play gave him traded him to Tom Vaughan another other participant and he didn't play so I missed out on yeah. six easy points do you want to hear something better than that and this is it's good that we've all got the same news here um, I have the goalkeeper for Man City and Laporte the centre back and for some reason on Friday night or Thursday night whenever you could still make transfers mm-hmm. I thought like uh, oh there's no way they'll keep a clean sheet against Liverpool so I brought in Wayne Hennessy <laughs> <laughs> Strong start. And Aaron Wan-Bissaka. The, ah, uh, nice. The, you've doubled, uh, you've Palace, doubled up on Palace. The Palace dream team. Yeah. Um, what I was really going to say, uh, it was quite a dull match. and It was obviously quite a big build-up. And, and I wanted to hear what your favourite games, or, or games that you were looking forward to very much, that, that disappointed, Max. Have you got any? Uh, well, there was one game, it was the FA Cup final. I think it was the first FA Cup final back at Wembley. First ever FA Cup final. Back at the new... <laughs> Back at the new Wembley between Chelsea and Man United, I suppose you weren't expecting that to be a classic, but you know, I was hopeful as, as a fan. I wasn't there, but I did watch it, and it was one of the worst finals I've ever seen in my life. Very good. Nil nil after ninety minutes. One nil after extra time. Uh, so I do this myself every year. I go to watch about one Wimbledon game a year, and I get quite excited for it. I even have a couple of beers on the way down. Not a couple of beers. Yeah, a couple of beers, and every single year it's terrible. Um, this year <laughs> <laughs> is that just the standard of no no like, like they say the first sign of yeah. madness is doing the same thing twice and expecting <laughs> a different result um, no I've seen I've seen a rainstorm game that we lost 1-0 I've seen the Stevenage uh, Stevenage left back score from 60 yards from free kick about so the goalkeeper <laughs> goalkeeper <laughs> subsequently went on to, to uh, call the football fans or women fans cunts on Twitter Wow, uh, and was fired that evening. <laughs> Shocked. So yeah, um, it reminded me of that kind of experience where you hype yourself up for something and it was terrible. Yeah. A, lot, a lot like the World Cup finals. They normally disappoint. Not this year. Not this year, but a lot of World Cup finals have disappointed. Yeah, no, that is true. Rob, you got anything to add to this? Um, one that springs to mind is the 2003 Champions League final. Juve AC Milan nil nil went all the way to penalties. Absolute dog shit. <laughs> it was pretty. Even the penalties were pretty, pretty bad, if I remember rightly. Um, yeah. Great kits though. Oh yeah. Great kits. So anyway, that's the news from uh, me, Ross and Connor. Max, do you have any news? Uh, well, if you want to go fancy football related, then yeah, I can tell you uh, another tale of woe on my bench. Um, regular listeners will know that for two two episodes in a row, I had Joe Hart on my bench, collecting me eight and nine points. So, Absolutely. yeah, sorry, carry on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I put my faith in Joe Hart, <laughs> the maligned England keeper, who's been having a sterling season. Is that based on our advice? Well, it was based on based on evidence, based on hard, cold, hard, point-based evidence. And uh, he got me three points, and I had keeper on my bench for Chelsea, whose defence looked as leaky as anything, but somehow kept a clean sheet. Well, weren't Chelsea playing Southampton? Yeah. I mean, also, it's not Danny like Ings missed, Danny Ings missed a sitter. Did you describe Chelsea's defence as leaky? I've watched it, trust me, it is. Mm, so, I, so I have Aspilqueta it's scary and to watch. Uh, Alonso, and they're, they're bankers. Well, going forward, yeah. maybe. Um, yeah, <laughs> the worst. The worst story was uh, my my transaction of Doherty from Wolves, who I brought in, um, well, and you then with the waivers. I went in with him with the waivers. Yeah, Did no. Uh, well, this is the story, isn't it? I forgot that there was a game on Friday, so I didn't <laughs> <laughs> didn't set my team. So he was third on my bench. 
15 points? 15 points. Well, third on my bench. I think I know what Rob's news is, but I'm not going to preempt it. Rob, what is your news? I don't know. What is my news? Do you have Mares in your team? I do have Mares on my team. What did Mares get up to at the weekend? He got me a solid one point, and that's all <laughs> I've <I'm doing. laughs> um, What else did Mares do? Uh, he played 90 minutes, I believe, which is always good. Always <laughs> strong, that's the basis. And what else? <laughs> he didn't score. Why didn't I, he I score? Don't recall him having, <laughs> I don't recall him having any big chances or anything like that. I didn't actually watch the game, so... What, what, I, did, what I did find amusing, though, was that Pep Guardiola told Jesus that he couldn't take the penalty, uh, so Mares could take it. Mares has missed something like five of his last eight penalties. Yeah. Pep, what are you doing? Well, yeah. Jesus has also missed three penalties in the last two years or something like that. So. Well, I think the thing with Jesus is that he's not he's, he's not really so good with penalties. He's better on the end of a cross. Oh, my <coughs> Well, then. <laughs> I think that's the end of news. <laughs> So we've got some haikus that are inspired by this week's football. Connor, you have clearly been inspired by the Man City game. Is that right? Yeah, that's the one I watched from that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to just get on with it? <laughs> 12 yards from glory. Mares, the wrong horse to back. Skies it for nil, nil. Thank you very much for that. It's all right. Robin, you were inspired by... Neil Warnock and uh, the was it Joe Royals is that his name Joe Royals challenge yeah. on Lucas Moura yeah Warnock had an idiosyncratic uh, interpretation of the laws of the game which, the... I, which I attempted to skewer in the form of a high key lovely let's have it attempted murder is not necessary for Red Warnock you prick beautiful love that very good so we'll have point. some more haikus later in the show but now it's Bangwagon Yeah, that's right. That's just the part of the show where we have a look at the five most transferred in and five most transferred out players in fantasy football, which we all love. Uh, do you want to go in or out first? In. We're going in first. Uh, so the fifth most transferred in player, who do you reckon it is? I reckon it's Wolves defender. Yeah, Doherty. Uh, Doherty is number one, so yeah. Yeah, we're off the mark pretty well. Team score four goals of the weekend. Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Wilson. Uh, King. Wilson and Fraser, well done. Oh. Two more to get. Azard. Azard. And finally, Morris. No, Aubameyang. Lacazette. It's Lacazette. That's Lacazette. That's probably the best ever effort you guys have done at that. Right, the best. That's best we'll ever get ahead of ourselves. Maybe having five else. people. I think it's just a numbers it's, game, yeah. Yeah, it's just a numbers game. Um, five most transferred out players. Uh, bearing in mind it's international week, so actually the numbers are slightly lower, so it's just a little bit weird. Who's got um, no points? Um, Holobas. Holobas. Oh, yeah, minus one. Yeah, and he's suspended for the next game. Mm-hmm. So 197,000 people getting rid of Holobas. Yes, You've yeah. got number one first again. Boom! Boss. Any, any injuries? Any big injuries at the weekend? Do you think people are still getting rid of Vertonghen? Maybe Spurs players. They're all forwards. There's one. There's two Spurs players, and they're all kind of forwards. Ericsson No, he's not. Forwards. Forwards. Forwards are the men who play up front. (laughs) And he played up front. You mean like Trippier? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is Kane? Kane. Yeah. And Hunminson. No. Lorente. No. Lorente. Lorente. 
I'm taking the piss. Oh, it's like he's got his pride's been dented in this segment. We're not Don't all talking about <laughs> <laughs> Lucas Moore, Rob, Rob was right. Um, final two, Zaha. Uh, yeah. People get rid of him. And... Lukaku. Salah. Salah. Oh, Salah. There's a disappointing number of players that I've still got in my fantasy team in that list. <laughs> <laughs> Sold players. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so I, I saw an interesting thing about Salah. Uh, about this time last season, he'd scored the same number of goals in like 40 minutes less football um, before he went on to play the next two teams he's playing. And magic happened. So, uh, Fortunately, so you're saying you didn't sell Salah? I'm saying buy. 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 Buy, buy, buy. buy low, sell high. Um, that is, that's the bag wagon. So that was Bangwagon, and how different it could have been had Newcastle held on to their 2-0 lead against Manchester United. I mean, particularly for Paul Pogba, he would probably have been fairly high up in the uh, get rid zone, I imagine. But he wasn't, and um, we at Fantasy Football like to think that that's probably because Mourinho finally got through to him. And we reckon we know how. It was something like this. Signing you wasn't the right thing to do Every match I have to change things on the field If I could I'd make you the best in the world How can I When you won't listen to me You can't play your own way Kick the ball straight out of play You can't play your own way Play your own way Tell me why You don't do what I want Shooting from Miles out's all you ever do For they champ you are the best in the world Under me You are worse than McTominay You can play your own way Play your own way You will kick the ball straight out of play You can play your own way Play your own way. Inspirational from Jose Mourinho, and he's not only inspired the comeback on Saturday for the United players, but also Robin and Connor, who are back with some more haikus. Robin, your turn to go first. Thank you. Here we go. <laughs> Paul Pogba is one. Mourinho is also one narcissistic cunt. I <laughs> 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 oh, best haiku of the day so far, Connor. Yeah, I'm gonna top Follow that. Fuck. Denied a great win in the last 20 minutes. 
Mourinho lives. So. Bit different, so, bit different. Yeah, I like it. I like Going it. for a different Feels approach. Like Going another line there. To be honest. <laughs> good tone. I like it. But now we're moving on to the other side of Manchester. We're going back to the other side of Manchester. Right. Having discussed them extensively earlier in the show. Oh yeah, Connor's obsession with. That was a long time ago, Jack. Perfect. We can't remember. Yeah, that. I mean, the people at home think it's 16 minutes, but we've actually been here for five hours. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I think the people at home probably think they've been here for five hours too. <laughs> So recently I've been watching the uh, Man City documentary on Amazon and although it's excruciating to watch, there has been something which when Pep comes onto the screen and he's doing his team talks, it's like he doesn't know what the hell's going on because none of his players listen to him and they say nothing back. It's It's a weird kind of force field around his team talks and I would just love to know how he thinks, you know, like his inner monologue. Like Pig Show. Pep Show. Sit down! Nobody talk! Sit down! Guys, 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 I know you want to win, but you have to learn to play football with courage. Our best thing in our best thing in our... I wonder if they will ever notice that I don't know anything about football. I, I don't even like football. Maybe if I just explain the rules to them, they will listen to me because I don't have any other ideas about what to say. This could be really bad. I'll just say something about goals. But we cannot lose it. We lose it. Four days, one bag, and we can see the goal. In the final, that cannot, that cannot happen. That cannot happen. We cannot score a goal, guys. But we cannot concede a goal. But football, in that stage, is that... They're looking at me like I'm an idiot, like I don't know what I'm talking about. This is... Oh, maybe they can see through me. I'm gonna have to go for something a bit abstract. Maybe, I know, I will just talk about be, I'm the boss, they will listen to me. I will I'll put my foot down. They will like that. Yes. I know that. Don't make faces. It's only the one in my team. I try to do my best. It's all. In few years, you can be a manager. And you can do it. No problem. But until now, guys, I am the boss, and I decide. Don't make my faces, guys, now in the future. Because I told him the first day, I'm not perfect, guys. I make a mistake. Try to help. Second half, we're going stay inside. Guys, oh no, I've scared the guys. Guys, I come on too strong. I'll go back to my sporting Bible. Football for dummies. Guys. If you became a top, 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 top team, you have to score the fucking goals, guys. Guys, 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 guys. So what a fantastic trip inside the mind of um, obviously Pep Guardiola there. Um, no reason to believe yeah, it wasn't Pep. He knows less about football than we thought. Uh, this week he won't be in action, will he? It's 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 international football. Who's looking forward to that? Somewhat. Looking forward to seeing Somewhat. some fresh young England That's players. Like Connor, I know you love England. I love England. Connor once bought everyone on the podcast an England shirt as a gift. Yeah. And, and then tattoos, one, face tattoos. And one person fucking donated it to a charity shop. Yeah. Welsh correspondent Tom did donate. <laughs> shirt to a charity shop. You uh, hump. Uh, Rob, are you looking forward to the uh, international break? <laughs> no, I hate the Nations League. Okay. Why is <laughs> that? It's ridiculous. It's too much uh, pressure on the players. Means the international managers don't have enough opportunity to experiment with new formations, <laughs> bring in through young players. But, are Southgate you, um, is pick some new ones. Are well, he's you, had to because everyone's injured. 
Are you? There's too much international football. There is too much. Too much. Too right, many games yeah. for players to play. It's bad for their welfare. Sounds you like can the tell, first fans of United. Yeah, you can you can hear here that their best player got ruined by the World Cup winning and made semi final. For me, great use of Harry Kane. Burning him out. <laughs> <laughs> Getting to the same final as the World Cup. For, uh, maybe not for you guys. Ali's uh, out injured. Ericsson's out injured. Vertonghen's out injured. Not my problem. Uh, I laugh every minute of international football. Um, but I am sometimes confused. I, I contest that. <laughs> now, isn't that. Every minute. Why are you. So, yeah. why Switzerland are you so, Andorra up next. <laughs> Did you see Switzerland Ukraine in the Euros about 10 years ago? It was nil-nil. <laughs> it was a cracker. It was nil-nil. It was nil-nil after 120 minutes, and then the penalty shootout was two-nil. Oh well, thank you for that little tension. Uh, That's how bad that game was. I'm never going to forget that. <laughs> no. What we were trying to get onto um, was an explanation of how the nations league. Yeah, we don't. Nobody works. knows, and like we went around in a big circle. But we do have a great explanation provided by Max. Um, so we're going to play that now, and then we're going to come back after that, and we're going to move on with the rest of our lives. So the Nations League was uh, that UEFA brought it in to replace international friendlies because there was a lot of you know people were not so happy that the, the friendlies there no one takes any interest they don't get there's no sellouts players refuse to play uh, so they tried to make it more engaging so what what they've done is for the next Euros uh, 20 of the 24 qualification spots are going to the qualification the normal Euro qualification procedure. Um, with the four spaces left over going to the winners of the Nations League. So the Nations League is uh, all 55 teams in Europe are playing, replacing friendlies, and they're split into four leagues, because obviously 55 teams in one league would be pretty pretty mental. Uh, so we're looking at 55 teams split into four groups. Each of those four groups is split into a further four groups. Those teams will play each other twice, and the winner of each of those four mini-groups goes into a final of League A, where they all play each other in semi-finals in the final. Now the winners of those get into the Europa, uh, the, the UEFA uh, shit. No. European Championships, and the winners of those will take the last spots left open from the European qualification but if they've already qualified through their qualifying groups then their place goes to a group lower down in the Nations League and if they've already qualified it'll go down to something even lower to the point that you're going to end up with Malta and Liechtenstein qualifying for the Europa Championships it's mental there we go that was Max explaining the Nations League and what a great job he does of it because I still don't understand it <laughs> um, very simple <laughs> Now we've got fallacy fix, where we fix something in football or with football. <laughs> with football, for football, what are we fixing with? By football. So this week, we all know that football is a great uniting force. It's managed to solve racism, homophobia, uh, corruption, corruption, sexism, yeah. sexism. There's women's football now. <laughs> so. Now, the biggest issue. Said, not women's <laughs> the biggest issue in Britain at the moment, I'd say, is Brexit. So, how can football solve Brexit? I've got an idea around this. So, I think that to demonstrate how shit Brexit's going to be, all the football clubs should not play any of their players from outside of the UK. 
What, after Ramona? Brexit or before Brexit? No, just, just now, just to demonstrate the talent that's going to be on show in yeah. the Football League. The and, it's, and we're going to, res- we're going to go back to, oh, look how bad Scottish football is. That's, and that's, that's, that's where we're going to end up like that. That's right. classic Project Fear, Ross. Ross, Ross. Ross, there's two things I've got to pull you up on here. One, the UK includes Scotland, yeah? <laughs> so, kind of a moot point. We're it's going to be to live in Scotland. It's just, uh... All right. Second point, under the new point system... The most talented people will be allowed into the country, so we'll just have the most talented footballers. Good old League One footballer, he'll get his job back. Brilliant. Mm. I don't think that's a problem, to be honest. I don't think you've illustrated uh, how football could solve the issue there. And also, you're fundally, fundamentally underestimating the brilliance of good old-fashioned, hard-working British people and how good they'll be at football if without foreigners taking their jobs. If you actually listen to what I said, it was saying that it would demonstrate what it would be like. So all the low-skilled workers that are going to go out of the of the UK because of it, we're going to end up with shit English people. Right, you know, well, are you saying footballers are low-skilled here? Because none of us are professional footballers, and I play with you, like, twice a week. But I'm shit. Yeah, like, I mean, like, so what's your point here? Moving on. <laughs> yeah. I've got a fix. So, one of the stumbling blocks at the moment is, you know, deciding which policies go with between the EU and and Britain's point of view. Solve it with football. So we've got a British team versus an EU team. So they play, so they've, this is the match for, you know, like the border between Northern Ireland and Ireland. Play away, boys. You can field a better squad or a worse squad, depending on what you're playing for. (laughs) Something shit like fishing. Doesn't send any the good guys out. Jack, you can go next because I need a new idea to come up with. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> well, you can team up. Do you want to extrapolate upon that idea? Yeah, I think so. We can go with... Uh, well, I was thinking sort of on a very similar line mm. is that um, we would have a, a UK Parliament representative football team against a, an EU Parliament oh, representative nice. football team. How shit would that be? Well, you have you seen Escape to Victory? <laughs> Let me say, all the, all the politicians, you said a politician. Well, Jack, Jack, Jack politicians play on behalf of Ross, England. yeah, hold so, on. Jack, you play football with Keir Starmer from time to time. What's yeah. he like? Any good? When his bank account's big enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's excellent. Uh, yeah. He's got a wonderful left foot. Uh, and Keir, if you're listening, I'm not available on Sunday. So there you go. Keir's got a great left foot. That's what I, I think that's left back I think your point's absolutely flawed because all of the current government have been to private school and people who go to private school are shit at football. I said parliament, not the government. So, so Jeremy Corbyn's in. Yeah, he is a fox in the box. Let me tell you. <laughs> you could also do trying to ban football. You could also do like the Olympics. You can have like three professional oh. footballs allowed Matt, in the team Matt. or something like that. But you know, that's a general idea. Matt, Let's move on. Matt, I know boring. you're testing yourself with the no drinking thing, but sometimes it does lead you to ramble on. <laughs> uh, a bit like Corbyn. Yeah. Robin, have you got anything for us? Uh, one thing that might actually help, so in the case of, you know, worst case scenario, everyone's getting very upset about the Irish border issue, we've got this whole backstop situation, no one's happy about what's going on. What might smooth over the situation, we just say to the island of Ireland, have a joint football team. Get over your issues that way, you can come together, you can support the same thing. And let's not worry about this pesky hard border customs issue. <laughs> that's, that's details, that's details. You can all cheer on Jeff Hendrick and whoever the fuck Northern Ireland has. Carl Johnny Lafferty. Evans. Carl Lafferty. Johnny Evans. All good, all good. Yeah. Um, well, 
I've taken a different approach. Um, I've had a look at the Brexit situation, uh, and I, I've done my research, unlike you schmucks. Um, well, Island United sounds pretty, <laughs> pretty well thought out. Uh, he said something about the backstop. That sounds like he's been reading. When uh, when 2016 happened, I, I will admit I voted Remain. Um, Shocking to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, I did, I did some research into that. And, um, you know, a lot of old people, they voted to leave. And, and I kind of thought to myself, why did they vote to leave? And um, when, when this topic came up, how can football solve Brexit? I did some research into the Football League before Brexit. And you know what? I came to the conclusion that football was better before, before Europe. Before we joined Europe. In the year 1971-72, the last year um, football was played in this country for an entire season before we left the European Union, Derby County won the top division, managed by Brian Clough. Gordon Banks was voted Footballer of the Year. Billy Bremner helped Leeds win the FA Cup, managed by a team, uh, or managed by a man named Don. I mean, look, you've got Don, Brian, Gordon, suit. Norman Hunter and Billy Bremner were the two star players for Leeds. So we've got Gordon, Norman, Billy, Brian, Don. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Waddington. Tony, you can throw that into the mix with Stoke, helping them win the uh, uh, breaker trophy streak to win the League Cup. And... Um, I don't ever want to see Derby, Derby County with anything. Well, you can pipe down. Or a Roy and a Colin winning, winning the league championship with What with was Derby. this something about waffling on? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what my point is, is if you look at the great names of this country, Gordon, Norman, Billy, Roy, Colin, Brian, Don, Tony, and you look at who's winning the league now, Sergio, you have to say, maybe it was better back then. Are you sure you voted Remain? Well, <laughs> I said I did. I've changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so, who's got the best fix? I think me and Max do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think you're better. You're better in a union, aren't you, Connor? Yeah. Uh, as as a pair, I think we're better together. No, strong strength in numbers. We should ban the SNP and Plaid Cymru. That's next. <laughs> <laughs> That's next week's show. <laughs> um, Okay, yeah. so moving on, we are now going to reveal the answer to match of the yesterday. Sure. Jack, do you want to play this clip one more time for those at home? Yes. We're into the final minutes of an absolute balmy affair, and the white and blues can see a needless corner. I shit you not, the oppo has four strikers on the pitch. Four! This manager curbs another team's enthusiasm by living and dying by his attacking sword. In comes the corner, seven clarets to aim at, none found, and it's bundled away, but only as far as the most noble of footballers. He takes it down and shifts it into the feet of a Z-list journeyman striker, whose touch is as heavy as ever. He loses it, and the counter is on. It's five on one. There's options either side of him, but he threads it into the stride of a supreme England forward, who doesn't need any assistance to bamboozle the defender and get his shot away. Oh, but it's tame and along the floor. The keeper wouldn't have any... Oh, he spilled it right into the path of the most marauding fullback run I've ever seen. Bosh, back off the net. Into the crowd he goes. They've won it. They have won it to the death. So, any of you guys get that? 
Um, I know the game and I know the teams. It's, it's West Ham v Spurs. It's uh, about yeah, Clarence ten years and White ago. and Blues. It's the well year that up. Tevez scored against Man United. Two thousand seven. Last day. Um, don't know who scored. Can't control. Can't control up front for West. It's Bobby Zamora. Z, Z, Z list journeyman striker. Oh, Z, Bobby yeah. Zamora. Uh, um, the goal scorer was Stool Paul Terry. Close. Paul Stahl Terry. Oh, okay. Very close. Um, but there was a couple of clues in there. Manager Alan Kerbishley. Curb your enthusiasm there. That's a nice little Can't link. Supreme on. England forward, Jermaine Defoe. Connor. Ah, come on. I got the Mark Noble one. Fallacy football favourite. He literally said Noble. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, the most noble of footballers. But well done. Anyone who got that home, congratulations. Connor, you're going to see us out with your final haiku of the evening. I am. Uh, I'm well prepared for it. Good. So let's just say goodbye from Fallacy Football. Goodbye. Bye, Max. Jump in. Robin? Goodbye. Jack? Uh, leave means leave. Wow. Haiku <laughs> <laughs> time. Four scored. No wonder. Kapue at centre back. Hornet's nest punted. <laughs> Best of last, Larry O'Connor.